3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show.
2: Bill Ryder with you. Happy Friday. It's about to get happier because Kurt Heelan, the lead NBA guru at NBCSports.com, is with us. I think he's got a title like managing...
1: Super editor or something is that right, Mister Heelan? I I don't know. I I changed it around a couple times. I had blogger in chief back a while ago. That was always a good one. But I, I don't know the job. I don't know. I think it's managing editor now. I lose track. The big the, the big honcho. That's who he is. Yeah. Kurt Heelan he on the show. That would be it. Yeah.
2: Let, let me let me give you a theory that I have, and you, you you tell me why you agree or disagree. I um, as I'm sure you know, three teams have have come out of the West in the last 24 seasons, and parody's not exactly what has defined the NBA over its, over its history. But if you think that the the Suns are not a sure thing, because Kevin Durant is hurt often and is hurt now, outside of the Suns, to me, Kurt, it feels like the West is as open as I can ever remember it. And that, that, at least for me, was hammered home yesterday by the bizarro reality of the Warriors on the road. Do you have a sense outside of Phoenix of, like, feeling really good about
1: a team or two being head and shoulders above everybody else? I don't think that there's anybody running away this year in the West, and I don't even think Phoenix is in there, especially with Durant out, just because they're missing time to build chemistry. I've got questions about their defense and how how everything's going to come together under pressure, and they're not, you know, hey, they, they looked really good beating up Dallas's defense, but you and I could get Dallas's defense. Um, I think we're all still sleeping on the fact that Denver is going to be really good. Like, they're still – they've been the best team in the regular season. And, yeah, Jokic isn't a great rim protector, and maybe he can get exposed a little defensively in the playoffs. But I think that that's just Jamal Murray and everything. I just If he's healthy and back, I think – I guess I'm picking them. I just – I think that they've been the, not only the best in the regular season, they should be good in the playoffs. We just we haven't seen it from them yet. I'm with Curt Heelan here on the show. I, I,
2: Kings fans get very frustrated when they feel like they're not being respected. I, I get it, and I love watching them play, but they don't play defense, Kurt. I just – right? Like, I just kind of dismiss it? And you can disagree. Can't take the Kings seriously as a contender until they want to play defense, can you?
1: No. No. Not at all. By the way, I thought Mike Brown did a great job last night. National TV, everybody's high off the wind. And he comes in and sh- rips his team's defense and their effort and just – Hey, we're not getting too high. That's not good enough in the playoffs. Which is exactly what he should do as a coach. Um, he's, you know, had a, He might win coach of the year. He might. I think he's. The, I think he's the betting favorite now. He's certainly going to get a lot of votes. But they don't defend, and you just don't go anywhere that way. You just. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yep. I, mean, I they might win around right now, but that's the other thing, Bill. That's fun about the West is, who are the guys going in? We thought, well, man, Durant would scare me. Um, you know, going in, obviously, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then the Warriors are defending champions. They're all at the bottom of the bracket. Like it's four. It, what's the guys that you're worried about are all four and lower in in the in the bracket. And it's like, do they really come through this time, or is it is it Denver's here? I'm
2: going to ask you a question, Kurt. That I texted four different people around the NBA yesterday of varying degrees of of power in their respective organizations and every one of them gave me i don't know as an answer basically some version of i don't know what in the world is going on with golden state on the road yeah i don't know
1: (laughs) um i don't either uh, yeah it's it's i mean i think part of it is simply um they're not as good defensively this year at all um and andrew wiggins being out hurts that but they counted on Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second last year. And Gary Payton the second, you know, they got back, but he's banged up. and Wiggins has been out. So they're just – their point of attack defense is, is unimpressive. Um, and Troy Thompson isn't the same guy defensively. He's knocking down shots. He's starting to do a lot of stuff, but he's not the same guy defensively. So they're not getting good stops. They're not – they don't have classic rim protector back there Um I think that's a large part of it, but it's also in their head rate. Right? I mean, that was just a bad performance last night. They were they were awful. I mean,
2: it was and I know that Memphis has a history, and last year there's a pretty big sample size where they play well without Ja, but they're also, he's not the only guy who's, who's hurt right now. I mean, and that's another question, Mark. If Morant comes back and plays, and plays consistently, and I suppose he probably will, but he's out for, for more games. It's very unclear. How, I mean, this is a Memphis team that plays offense and defense, right? They are balanced. Do you buy the Grizzlies a team that, that
1: could break through? No, and I'll tell you what, what they really miss right now. They, For all the talk about ja, well, the John ja Moran situation, they're 8-11 and 11 since Stephen Adams went out. They miss Stephen Adams, and he is out. They just announced this week he's out another month. He had stem cells shot into his knee, which isn't healing right. They're not the same team without him, and what was going to maybe get them through was Brandon Clark, but that's now it. he's yeah. out with the, the torn Achilles. So you know Xavier Tillman is your starting center. They're, that's not going to get it done in the postseason, um, even with John Morant back. So I'm, I'm not sold on them. I think just the chaos around this young team and not having their bigs, I'm, I'm, I'm down on them as a playoff team.
2: Kurt Hillen from Embassy Sports, we're on the same page. The West is is ridiculously wide open, which will be fun. Come April fifteenth, it'll be fun to watch. Do you think there are teams that are legitimate contenders to come out of the East outside of Milwaukee and Boston? I think
1: Philly's got a puncher's chance. I think they they are. Joel Embiid will be very good if he can again has so many fluke playoff injuries. But if he can stay healthy, um, yeah, they've got, look, the James Harden. Has, James Harden and Doc Rivers should make you nervous in the playoffs. But I, I think that this team has a puncher's mm-hmm. chance. I think the schedule, I, I think things are breaking the Bucks' way right now. Not the schedule, but the, the playoff seedings. If they're the one seed, the way things would shake out right now, Bill, assuming, you know, how the the play-in follows form. If I'm Boston, I get Miami in the first round. (laughs) Not that, you know, a a winnable series, but you know they're going to be physical. You know they're going to be well-coached. They got Bam. They got Jimmy. Um, Then I'm going to get Philadelphia in the second round, and I've got to get past Joel Embiid, and I think Philadelphia matches up better with... um, Milwaukee than they do Boston. So let's say Boston gets through that. Now I've been through two grind long grinding series, then I get the Bucks. I, I think the things are shaken out for the Bucs. I think that they're gonna be on the right side of the bracket. They're playing great basketball, obviously they've got good great defense and coaching and and Giannis Attacumpo. So I but I just think things seem to be lining up for them a little bit.
2: I'm talking to Kurt Heelan here on the show. Kurt, I'm going to ask you about the MVP, and the subcontext of this obviously is, I, I think, the incredibly stupid conversation about um, the motive, supposed motivations of voters like you and I and other people surrounding Nikola Jokic the last few years. So you take this whatever direction you want, but the audience is aware of it because we've talked about it. Is there any way that you could see yourself voting for anyone other than Nikola Jokic at this stage
1: for for MVP? Um yeah I I am weary of the conversation about the conversation for for MVP. Um Yeah, I think I don't I I think it's a lot closer for um Embiid in particular and maybe Giannis than for other people I I actually could see myself voting for Joel Embiid and it's pro- it's probably Jokic, but I don't think it's as runaway as You know, maybe it seemed in the recent straw I don't know how recent it was, but the straw poll that came out back around the All-Star break and all that. I don't, to me, it's not that runaway. I could see myself maybe voting for Embiid. um, And maybe, Giannis, you know, we'll see when we do, I kind of dive into it at the end of the year. But it's not, um, I don't think it's crazy to think I would vote for someone else. But I I mean, I remember talking to, I don't know, I I might have said it to you. I certainly said it to others before the season. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know if the only way Jokic is going to win a third term is if he kind of laps the field and they finish as the one seed and he averages something like a triple-double. And, well, though, they're going to be the one seed by a mile in the West, and he's just about averaging a triple-double.
2: It, it's amazing. I mean, and I'm with you because last year I voted. I went Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, and the minute I voted, and Tom can – because I talked, I, the minute I and I I just was tormented, and I, I'm sure I did what you did. I called a billion people, and the minute I voted, I was like, I probably should have voted for Giannis. And I don't know if that's right, but that's how close it was for me. Like, the minute I pushed push submit on the electronic form, and, and this year I feel a lot better about it being Jokic right now. I don't know who I would vote for too. I really because if the Bucks win the East, I don't. For me, and I just feel and Embiid gets a raw deal every year, but I don't think it's because of the voters. I just think it's because he's at a time where there's two other guys who are playing Kurt Heelan at a crazy high level while he is too.
1: Yeah, I think it's the three of them. By the way, I think it. I think Tatum and Doncic and whoever else might get votes for the bottom of the ballot. It's you know whatever order you put them in at four or five. I think it's those three: one, two, three. And, I do think, and last year was brutal. Last year I felt it was really, I. I probably switched it around five times in the three weeks before I, I, I hit submit um, this year. i with you. I think Jokic is, somebody, I'm going to have to, I'm going to say this. Somebody's going to have to prove to me that they should be better than Jokic. And maybe, maybe that's Embiid. They do play one more time. Um, I think in Denver uh, and Jokic, like last time, I should say Embiid last time, those two met Embiid just dominated him. Maybe Embiid does that again. And Philly climbs up and, gets past Boston to the two-seed, and maybe, maybe I vote for him, but it, it somebody's going to have to, I don't know, I'm leaning Jokic, let's put it that way.
2: Um, I'm so over talking about Kyrie Irving and listening to Kyrie Irving on Twitch and just generally whatever, but I I am, even when Luca is healthy, I'm just, I'm a Kyrie Irving skeptic, and I saw the game where they scored 82 points between them, and I, right, like I saw the game against the Suns. I just... I don't buy it, man. I just don't. Are are you more optimistic if Luka can stay healthy, if he's healthy and he's healthy for the entire postseason? Are you more optimistic than I am about the Mavs' chances now that Kyrie is in Dallas?
1: Chances to win a round? Yeah. Uh, chances <laughs> to win more than one round? No. I just, I, They don't defend. They're absolutely awful defensively. By the way, I am rooting, and statistically it's just not going to happen now. I really wanted... Um, dallas sacramento in the first round so that nobody played any defense and it was like 150 151 games every night um but it looks like we're not going to get that um i i just they again they are absolutely awful defensively and luca and kyrie can cover up only so much so i i yeah i don't i don't think that they are a deep playoff threat this year and then you know, Maybe they can be down the line once they retool the roster around those guys, but they got to re-sign Kyrie this summer, man. And that in and of itself will be entertaining.
2: Yeah, I'm not—let's say that they decide—let's say that Kyrie, they—let's say that Kyrie decides he just doesn't want to be in Dallas, which, who knows. What's the market for him, do you think, where you
1: don't have to give up a bunch of assets, you just have to pay him? I had this conversation with somebody the other day from the front office. I'm like, well, I think Denver's just a good spot, right? Or Dallas is in a good spot, I should say. Just because if anywhere he wants to go, the teams with cap space this summer are, you know, Houston and outside of James Harden, nobody else is going to consider going there. Um, Orlando, places that Kyrie wasn't going to go. I'm like, but I'm like, well, Dallas is in a good spot, you know, because if he wants out, they've still got the sign-and-trade. They still have some – they're going to have to help him go wherever he wants to go. And he's like, you realize if you sign-and-trade sign and for Kyrie, that some of your hard caps. Like, the Lakers just can't really do it um, unless they throw Anthony Davis in or something to keep the salary. For like, it's not that easy to for him to just land somewhere. I don't think the market for him – like the teams that he wants to go to are just not in position to pay him what the max for five years. You know, no five. I think the question is years. Like he's going to get max, but is it max for three years? I think he ends up re-signing in Dallas, Bill. And I think you and I are having conversations about starting next trade deadline and next summer about where he lands because I think he takes the money. But I, are you betting on that marriage lasting?
2: No, I was actually just thinking about how long before Luca just wants to be somewhere else. When it dawns on him, this is terrible.
1: Yeah. That, that, that contract, look, he's, this, he's in year one of the five-year max. He, is, he likes it there. Uh, he has done nothing to encourage this kind of talk. But I will tell you, and you know this too, there are teams watching. There are teams that think he could be, not for a couple of years, they get to the back end of that contract and that power dynamic shifts a little bit there, and we'll see. I There are a lot of teams who think, Exactly that. They've got their they've got their long term watch on Luka.
2: Kurt Heelan bringing the info, buddy. As always, love uh, talking on the radio. And even though we live close to each other, look forward to seeing you in some other NBA city soon.
1: Uh, you know, I'm really I think like all writers, we're all we're all hoping for the Denver Milwaukee um, finals. I think those are the two. I love Denver. Actually, my I'm
4: brother Denver. my
2: brother lives there and owns a restaurant, so drinks. I have a lot. I have a lot of
1: friends in Honest. Phoenix, so I was am like you know if, if that works out, then I get to see a lot of friends. So I, I was suddenly good with that trade just for uh, for personal reasons.
2: Last year's was the best, Boston Warriors, and they had me the other job had me in studio for most of that. So I was in New York, but this year I'll be on the road. So I really need a I don't think it's coming, but give me give me a
1: repeat of Boston, uh, Golden State. I'm in. Let's go. I still think Boston's the team to beat. They're just too deep and versatile. Even if though uh, things are shaking out for Milwaukee, but uh, yeah, the West again, as we discussed, man. I no
2: I love Milwaukee too. I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, so I have a bunch of family in Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee or Boston, I'm I'm happy to be there. With all with all due respect, I don't want to go back to Phoenix and
1: have it be 180 degrees in the summertime, like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was so hot, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, you can go. You can take your mind off it by seeing some amazing Diamondbacks baseball. Oh, let's go. I, we can get tickets for thirty cents. Exactly. I went yeah. there a couple. I went there the year they were in the finals. The, the Cubs happened to be in town, and let's just nice. say, lots of Cub fans, not that many Diamondback fans.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a very Diamondbacks kind of story, Kurt Heelan. Thank you, buddy. Have a good weekend, pal.
1: You too. Take care.
2: I right, do be good, uh, Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports. He is the, the grand blogger, managing editor, Puba, and uh, we like having him on the show. We also love Buy or Sell. It's Cell segment, and he brings his robust joy and to the headlines we talk about next here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: you're listening to the writer
2: than you podcast at least i didn't get tom reality wrong what's up welcome back into the show my brain is mush but it doesn't matter because it's time for buy or sell
1: what side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You.
2: Gentlemen, let me just really quick, you buyers. I need I need you guys to help me with something. Mike Florio is a guest on the show. And we love having him on the show. And bogish diesel doesn't want me to share this. You can see his face. I think Mike Florio is the best NFL. You know, writer person in the country. I, th- I really, I think he's just smart. and can- I'm a huge. I like the guy a lot. And on the show the other day, he said he'd written a book. Why are you making that face? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I want to send it to me. I really want to read it. And he on the air was like, You, if I send it to you, you have to read it. And it's a book, ins- you know, inspired by his dad being connected to the mob. Now, I thought it was nonfiction. I'm in a nonfiction groove right now, so I'm like, Yeah, I'll read it. He sent it to me. It's really well written. But it's a novel. I didn't realize it was a novel. And I'm not really in a fiction sp- I'm sort of... So buy or sell, so, like, buy or sell so when next he comes on. He's going to ask me. I can just say to him on the air, hey, man, like, it's really good. But I'm not feeling novels right now.
0: Now, sell. 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 I definitely sell. 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 Well, but I, you know, you, you don't think I listen. But I listened yesterday. And I heard, I, like, the two of you going back and forth about the book. And you gave him more than one opportunity to go, well, it's a novel, Bill. So it might be a novel, but isn't that not based in reality? I mean, it's really interesting, but there,
2: there's a lot of like, there's dialogue between characters, right? And
0: Is it historical fiction? Like one of those things that's real, but also not the exact story. I mean, the, guy, I
2: mean, the guy can write. Like it's. It's, and by the way, it's really good. I just, I have like seven novels I haven't finished that, that I just, I'm just sort of, I'm a weirdo. I don't want to read a novels right right at this exact moment in my life.
0: But he said like, my dad. Like he talked yeah. about it like it was a There was are a lot a of memoir.
6: Ex- first-hand experiences in that book. How do you? you do you read um, the highlights?
2: I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I listened to the <laughs> interview with Florio this week. So it says at the top, you know, a novel. Okay, based on a so true story. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's one hundred percent inspired by. I mean, it's really it's really good. Like, it's really I was reading like it's really good, but it's also you know father of mine a novel. Diesel looks why do you look horrified. It's a legit. I'll ask Mike. It's not a big <sighs> uh, well, a novel by Mike Florio. Mr. Father
6: Florio is incredibly gracious to us. And inspired if by for, true events. If for some reason, is very nice to me via text message. And I would like that to continue.
0: Yeah, but I don't think this is going to change that.
2: Yeah, like, like the opening scene is from the perspective of the dad character, who is based on, I guess, his dad. And the li- one line, it's really good. Is "I was a bad father" is one
0: of the. Li- it's really good. Okay, I just so his right, dad yeah. wasn't mobbed up. Mister Floreo's a clean guy. I'm disappointed.
2: I'm not. I love I mean, it. It's good. I'm going through it. It's, good. it's good. great.
0: I just I wanted Florio's dad to be a real life. Oh no, he he was. Monster. That would
2: explain why the mob is not mad at him, though. Right? Like it's fictionalized. Well, also like he said,
6: I mean that was so long ago that most of those people are no longer with us or very very old. All right. I'm going to get into the NFL with some buy or sell here. <laughs> During okay. an interview with 98.5 Arizona Sports Radio, Calvin Beecham, who was set to become a free agent, played three seasons with the Cardinals and was blocking for Kyler Murray on the offensive line, had this to say about Kyler.
0: There's a lot
1: of criticism of Kyler. Mm-hmm. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great?
7: Grow up. Give me an example. Be a man and grow up. Like It's not, it's not complicated. you got to be a leader of men, period. And he's not right now. He's maturing. But he's not there yet. He's not there It's not, it's not, there a, yet. It's
0: not a completed
7: process. It's not, it's not a completed process. Be it's, a leader of men. He's got all the tools, you think? He has all the tools, man. If some guy can throw off one leg, he can, you know, throw it a mile. He can run faster than anybody else on the field. He just lacks the leadership. He's put together. I didn't say he lacks the leadership. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. Right. Um, and I think if he has the ability and the willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine.
6: Buy or sell, Bill, you think this is a fair criticism
2: of Kyler Murray? And a sharp one. Bye. Bye. I mean, when your offensive lineman is saying publicly you have to grow up, that is not great.
0: So let's go even farther down this road, though, because Mr. Beach – this happened on Wednesday, and then Mr. Beacham was on with DA on Thursday, and he was not this critical of Kyler, so I don't know who – Told him to walk it back a little bit and be a little more careful. But something changed overnight Wednesday into Thursday morning. Well,
6: it could be free agency that he's about to hit. And maybe he got wind of he won't end up in Arizona. Or he might not get the the payday that he thought he was going to get. Maybe that had a little
2: something to do with it. I'm sure at a minimum, someone who was a who's title rhymes with Rennero Rannerer was like, bro, (laughs) don't do
0: this. What job is that? I can't figure it out. I disguised it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say head janitor? What does that translate
2: to? I can't tell you. I
0: can't tell you. It's disguised. All
6: right, let's go from quarterbacks to wide receivers. Odell Beckham Jr. is back. Kind of, sort of. OBJ is holding a workout today for all teams that are interested. Remember, Beckham missed the entire season last year because of a torn ACL that he suffered back at Super Bowl 56. Bill, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Rams, and the Giants were all interested in OBJ last season before finding out that he would not be healthy enough to play at all. Buy or sell teams should be interested in OBJ for next
2: year. I think it's a sell for me. I'm probably wrong, right? Buy or sell, you'd rather have Calvin Ridley than OBJ. Buy. Yeah, me too. Bogus, you and OBJ should be really good friends. Are you guys still tight? Do you, do you, do you want to roll with him? You roll for him.
0: Um, you know we've had a little bit of a, a thawing recently, and we think we've both done some maturing, some growing up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think it's worth. I would think it's worth signing OBJ.
2: I love that. It's good. By the way, you should be in the Fordham Hall. Buy or sell that? Bog should be in the Fordham Hall of Fame. Buy. I'll buy it.
1: Buy. You're gonna I'm sell
0: selling. it? I've done I've not, I've not done so, enough to be in the Fordham Hall of Fame. Diesel's gonna. He hasn't been nice to me this week. Sell. No, you don't need to be good or not. I should not be in the Fordham Hall of Fame. Would I love to be in it one day? Absolutely, but it ain't today. They can afford him you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
6: that was almost a belly laugh. I'll see Bogies.
0: myself out. All
6: right, let's get to some hoops here. The NBA announced yesterday that they have fined Raptors guard Fred Van Vliet $30,000 for his postgame comments on Wednesday after the Raptors lost to the Clippers.
7: I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that uh, most nights, you know, a couple out of the three, there's one or two that just game up. You know, and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year I've been with Ben Taylor officiator. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal.
6: Bill, buy or sell that Fred Van Vliet should have been suspended rather than just fined?
2: Sell. I mean, I thought he was going to be suspended. Sell. Mm. Kind of feels like whoever's in the NBA league office bogus was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> Let's just fine him 30 grand. Well, can, I thought this was a very small tr- fine.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought I've seen larger for yes. players saying things. I Absolutely. mean, and he specifically mentioned a referee, which I thought was going to be the thing that got him in trouble. He was so calm while saying this, and yeah. six swears he's in
6: there, too. Very calm, not very demonstrative, not yelling and screaming. But I, I, he's, I he's
2: a great guy. I, people, I, people like him. You yeah. know, respect
0: him. I did wonder though if he's allowed if a player's allowed to be suspended for this. Like some of these punishments are like on like already like in a table, and I didn't know if you could be suspended like for your first referee criticism, where we need to build towards it.
2: It's it's an interesting dynamic because it's easy to complain about referees, and it's often produces an eye roll. But if it, I'm sh- I'm sure there are personal things, and, and Van Vliet is not a guy. Van Vliet is, when he speaks, people take him very seriously. Like, I sat up not just for what he said, but the fact he was the guy saying it.
6: All right, let's get to some college hoops here. Now, after losing to Virginia in the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament yesterday, North Carolina is on the verge of missing the NCAA tournament after the Tar Heels played in the national championship game just last season. Plus, Bill, UNC was the preseason number one team in the country. Buy or sell, this disappointing season negates all the goodwill that Hubert Davis had last season in reaching the national championship in his first year as a head coach.
2: I think it's a buy. buy. And I apologize if you just noted this in the question. Don't they have four or five returning starters? Did you, I mean, isn't that bogus, I, the stat? I believe it was four, yes. I mean... Yeah. And look... They shouldn't make the tournament. Everyone's saying they won't make the tournament. They're UNC. I'm. I'll, I'll. So there's always
6: a possibility.
2: I mean, if they put them in, but would it really surprise anyone here?
0: Yes, if, I think that's how bad this has been. You would for be them. stunned even if they weren't in that first four. I wouldn't be stunned. Uh, at this point, everyone has them out. So, one and nine
2: against quad one teams. They shouldn't be
0: in. Right. And I also think, too, this is a, a bigger point for me, and I don't know how you'd actually quantify it, but I wish you could factor context into your resume because, okay, they've got this computer number, they've got that computer number, the record is this. But, like, the fact is, this season is an utter disappointment. And not to be cold hearted, but they should not be rewarded. With the eighth bid out of the ACC, like a team at a smaller conference, you get a you know an at-large bid, or just put somebody else in and actually this their actually their season is a net positive. This season is a disaster for them. So if they had one more quad one win, they still shouldn't be into my book.
2: One hundred percent agree. My concern is, and maybe it's too much benefit of the doubt, but they always get. These kind of programs always the benefit of the down,
0: always. Which is why it took this long for them to be officially killed uh, in bubble watches and bracketology. Anybody right. else would have never been under consideration, but they were hanging around because they were North Carolina.
2: See, that's my. That's a great point. It's my exact concern. It's like all the talk to like, oh, now they're on the wrong side of the bubble. What bubble? They're not in the bubble. They shouldn't even be in the. And this is year two for for Davis, right? This is just year. Here's the Correct. other issue you have is that, and the Bayheim thing is going to speak to this, the transition from even a place like UNC where they've, they've won with other guys, right? They have won with Dean Smith and they won with Roy Williams. You know, it's hard, and it's not a guarantee, especially today and how much the landscape has shifted with NIL and all the other things. This is would already be disconcerting if they go, oh, now it's like it's, it's Hubert with... with, with his own players, but these are still the guys from last year, and he can't get it done. What does it mean when it, when it like in, in three years, every player on that roster, he recruited himself, and there was no help, and it's his... I, I don't know what it is. They shouldn't be in, and I think it bodes potentially very badly for UNC long-term.
6: All right, Bill, let's stick with college basketball head coaches here. Georgetown fired former Hoya great Patrick Ewing yesterday. Georgia was blown out on Wednesday by Villanova by 32 points in the first round of the Big East Tournament. In six seasons at Georgetown, Ewing managed to win just 40% of his games and only had one NCAA Tournament appearance. Bill, buy or sell? It's a bad idea for programs to hire former all-time great players.
2: I mean... I will sell as a general rule that you shouldn't ever hire all-time great players. I can't think of an example right now. If either of you want to jump in, I'm sure it's worked. I'm sure there are times it's gone well.
6: You just always know there's got to be, at some point, there's a finality to it. And maybe that all-time great player is not going to be remembered the way that they previously would have been. Well, that's part of it. say, it goes the way, like Patrick Ewing, who his entire tenure there...
2: Never got it going at any point. Coaches are hired to be fired. I mean, that is just, that is that is the job. It just dep- it dep- it depends on the coach. Like I I actually think there can be an advantage, but what I would say is you shouldn't just hire the guy because he's an all-time great, and he shouldn't skip steps. Like, if a guy wants to ride the bench, and, although, I mean, Patrick, Ewing put in some time. Yeah, you, I don't know. Ewing
0: didn't skip steps. I know, I know, I'm
2: thinking about it.
0: That's why this is disappointing. Like, he couldn't get an NBA job, so he went to Georgetown to finally be a head coach. And I I do think that they won a Big East tournament in, like, year one or year but two. But being was an the, assistant...
2: Uh, the COVID year, if I'm not mistaken. Being an assistant in the NBA is different. I mean, it's just a different... It's a different level of, like, comfort. The thing about... And you know, Andrew, being a college coach is, like... and I know, You know a bunch of these guys. I know a bunch of these guys from when I used to cover them. They're grinders. Like, they... I mean they have a great life and they make a bunch of money but they're on crappy little planes flying to recruit kids right. on off nights after practice i mean it's it's a grind like you have to put in the grind being an nba gm and a college basketball coach is not like the lifestyle that people think that it is you are you're you know you're flying these crappy little three you know four seaters you're staying at crappy little hotels you're never sleeping it's whatever it's a job you have to work hard Ewing didn't do that for seven years, right? It's not like for seven years he was an assistant college basketball coach, going to Tuscaloosa and Ames and Manhattan, Kansas and Riverside, California. I, I just I don't know, man. I'd hire a guy an all time great who's doing that, but those guys aren't doing that. Deion Sanders, who I'm thinking of, but there are examples where it's, where it's not true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I Where guess I mean, is Jawan Howard working at Michigan? They're having a, they're not having a great year.
2: Question mark. Penny at uh, Memphis, right? Like, is that a success story? Kind of.
0: I mean, it's whatever success is balanced by NCA violations, right. so I don't know. Right.
2: How, Jawan Howard's a really good example. I... There are also a lot of really good coaches out there you can hire. Like, it's also I think a lazy. It's a lazy hire.
0: It's. A, I think it's a, a lazy hire if for depending on what reason you're doing it. Like you you would you should have assumed that Patrick Ewing was ready to be a head coach, and why not him? Why not him be the head coach at Georgetown? But at Georgetown, like that's a big.
6: But I, mean, I don't know that Georgetown is Georgetown anymore. No, are, are you, you telling you, me that want have... to be
0: Georgetown again? So why wouldn't you? And he's he's done what you wanted him to. You're not hiring him off a TV set to be a head coach. He was coming off, an, I think the Magic's bench.
2: No, but let's are, let, let's say that. Yeah, George, but he wasn't i know, so like it's not like he did, like it's not like Southwest Missouri State, which is not that they're called anymore, wouldn't have hired him, right? Or, or I mean, you got to be willing to go do some of some of those some of those jobs. I mean, look at Danny Manning. Is Danny Manning at
0: Louisville now? No, I don't think Danny Manning has has a job anymore. Is he gone? I I think so.
2: Anyway, he I can't. Yeah, he, I he's mean, definitely
0: not. Kenny Payne is Louisville's coach. That's right. They
2: they grind. He grinded for years. Like, he was an assistant at Kansas, and I can't remember. He took some crappy jobs. Tulsa. Tulsa Which is a good, like, a, a feeder job, right? Yeah. And Danny Manning, I guess, didn't make it. Yeah, because I can't even. Poor guy. And he was a really good assistant. I, I missed a long time ago. I knew him. It's not like Ewing was, was, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't remember Ewing being willing to go. There are jobs for people like Patrick Ewing if he wants to go to a place like Tulsa. There are. Like you know, you want to go to a job like that. Those places will hire you if you have that kind of name. Is that ever done? Oh, we got we got to get the bum of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bogus, who do you want to nominate for bum of the week? I need a nominee from you.
0: Uh, I nominated yesterday the Alabama men's oh, basketball yeah, press did. corps for their um, less than forceful interaction with Brandon Miller and Nate Oates the other day.
2: Are you still feeling good about it?
0: I am absolutely.
2: All right, we got a nominee on the books. If you want to add some, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Bum of the week coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from the least bummish person I've ever met, Andrew Bogus.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You
2: here on CBS Sports Radio. Tom and I were just talking about how this week flew by, D-Cell. Crazy. Five days gone in a snap. Blink of an eye, the sands of time. Great talk. Let's do bomb of the week.
7: Hallelujah! I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. you rotten, bum. I'm
0: a bum. are a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a
1: bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Bobby, well, you
2: can nominate me. Um, Danny Manning, the associate head coach at Louisville. I knew he was at Louisville, but of course he's not the head coach. My bad. Um, my brain works weird. The Alabama press corps covering Alabama basketball for their sycophantic. fan. <laughs> so funny. I don't try to ask this response to questioning a player whose gun it was allegedly used in connection with a murder. That has been tied to, as part of the investigation, a former Alabama player. Okay, not good. Uh, Kyrie Irving, we did a whole thing on this earlier. If you miss it, Odyssey app is where you can get the podcast. John ja Morant, obviously nominated. Kendrick Perkins nominated for accusing, for saying, basically, Nikola Jokic. By the way, not just saying Nikola Jokic doesn't deserve the MVP because racial bias is why he won, but then pretend he didn't say it. Jim very Man, there's a lot of nominees. Bayheim's nominated. Alabama press Corps, Kyrie, Ja, Kendrick Perkins, Beheim. I don't know what to do, Tom. Is there anybody I'm missing?
6: Bayheim's a great one. That's a sneaky good one. Uh, those coverage for me. Those are those are the big ones this week.
2: I'm not really sure who should win this thing. I, I normally kind of have a real sense of okay, every one of these 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 guys, and in one case, this group of people feel worthy of the award. What do you, which way you lean? You got, do you want to narrow it down for me? I'm actually leaning
6: Bayheim right now. How are you? And I feel bad because the guy's in retirement now, but I don't think he wanted to be there. He was super awkward the other day. He was rude. But
2: we all he, knew it was eventually coming, right? Like, this can't be a surprise to anybody. They're not hiring somebody from the outside either. There's like an heir apparent, so that's going to be a fun transition for that guy. Did, did you like how I sent you and uh, Bogus notes that it's Baytime?
6: Uh, I did I did, I gave yeah, you the, uh, the the laughing emoji
2: got okay, laughing emoji, yeah, all right, because you you uh soiled f- almost fifty years by your petulance at the end because you think you're a king and not an employee because you undercut the program you purport to love but sounded like someone who just loves themselves. Because maybe you're just a grumpy old man who doesn't like the news that he got, but you're supposed to be in a position to teach young men how to deal with difficulty and you couldn't do it yourself. Jim Beheim, you're gone. And you are the Bum of the Week, bro. That's your Bum of the Week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. I think he just edged out Kendrick Perkins. I really do. Although the problem is people like Kendrick Perkins, that's what they want you to be talking about. Also, too... I
6: think Perkins may give us another opportunity because it doesn't seem like he's going to let this go.
2: Look, I probably shouldn't talk badly about other, about people in the business, but whatever. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I don't see the appeal even before this. I don't think he's a great analyst. I'm not interested in his perspectives. And, and like, you know, Charles Barkley, who, who, who talked about him. Charles Barkley will say some really interesting things. I just buy what he's – I believe what he's saying. Charles Barkley is being candid and honest. I mean, Shaq, man, Shaq's become too—I didn't like— Shaq's a great, I think, NBA analyst because he doesn't give a you-know-what. He just says what he thinks.
6: And I already know the answer to this, but for everyone listening, I just want clarity on it. It has nothing to do that, that Perk was not the star player that Barkley and Shaq were. It has no. nothing to do with it.
2: I mean, JJ Reddick's not a superstar. Dan Orlovsky on the on the NFL side is not a superstar, right? Like it it doesn't have to be that way. But Perkins was a good player on on teams that were really competitive. So it's not he wasn't just some scrub. He's a he's a he was a very good basketball player. I mean, it's a different role that he's in. But Jim Jackson wasn't a superstar, and Jim's a friend and a friend of the show. I think Jim's amazing at what he does. Incredibly talented. He's doing um color commentary right like he's he's sitting next to the analyst doing like big big games uh, March Madness and, and the NBA but no you don't have to be a superstar to be great at it you have to be great at it to be great at it and he's not Perkins all right all right fun week uh want some trailers Tom just like you on know the, on, the, on the ride home get the trailer up on your phone you're gonna love it
6: I've never understood the appeal
2: I don't get i want the Ghosted trailer with the with the actress from Knives Out and with um, Captain America. Is it Captain? No, maybe it's Thor. I don't know. One of those guys. Amazing. Ghosted. You're going to love it. It's Thor. He's Thor. He plays Thor. He's a Hemsworth. Thank you to Kurt Eiland. Thank you to the guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. Have a marvelous weekend. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio.